0: Welcome back to Two Guys, One Plant Podcast, the weekly podcast that deep dives into the history, nutrition, medicinal, growing, planting, uh, cooking and eating of different vegetables, fruits, uh, all sorts of different things inside the plant kingdom. Uh, My name is Simon Hall. And my name is Tim Aikman. And we are your hosts on this strategic adventure through strategic. research. Strategic?
1: That's strategic, really? You went with strategic.
0: Well, uh, well, I kind of feel like it is strategic. We have uh, the way that we work through these different things on a weekly basis. And it is strategic in our in how we put this podcast together. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't it be strategic?
1: Yeah, Whatever we'll floats your boat, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's good to talk to you as well mate as yeah, always pleasure <laughs> absolute pleasure it's it's actually uh nice to speak to you this week amongst uh the turmoil that is going on in the world
1: oh my goodness
0: uh, hmm i i think uh it's needed uh mm-hmm. really actually well needed and it, it's it's such a shame that it took. Um, the death of a man for all of this to kind of come to a to a hilt. I was actually really um, disappointed, I guess. I don't know why I'm disappointed, but uh, I was really disappointed this week in the way the White House and Trump addressed what was happening in the US.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I, I, I don't think I had, I didn't have high hopes that Trump was going to address it very well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but uh I suppose you the way to cover off this sort of brutality and this kind of um uh, issues that arise against a group of people is to threaten them with more violence i mean that mm. seems the the right way to handle it right <laughs>
1: it's Yeah. The only way only way he knows how to handle things yeah
0: i yeah. uh, actually. Threats. Even worse, uh, well, not worse, but I actually found it really uh, wrong the way our government has also handled it in saying, don't bring the problems of America over here. I felt
1: yeah, like... Look, yeah, it, I mean, if anything comes from it, um, particularly in Australia, I think uh, more people we, will become aware of the same circumstances that happen to our Indigenous people. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not just isolated to America. And I'm sure it's not isolated to just America and Australia. Racism exists everywhere, and minority of people are persecuted all over the globe. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, as, as people, you know, the saying that black lives matter, but at the end of the day, we, we all need to respect each other. We're, we're yeah. all people on the same planet, and we just need to have respect for each other. And the problem goes away overnight. Yeah, well, not overnight, but I get exactly what you're saying. It's uh,
0: it definitely is a, a case of respect, but I think we're talking about um, social norms that mm. that you know white people have just yes per- yep. just it just keeps perpetuating, you know, yeah. um, and it's the it's the thought, you know, it's the thoughts that the. The way that we think, and the way that um, a lot of people kind of uh, think that just black people are criminals, you know? Mm. And uh, I even found that with the looting situation. Um, all over the news, it's all people saying how bad the looting is. But when you're put in a position where you've lost your job and uh, coronavirus is kind of wiping out your whole community and yep. there's no leadership and, like, you're already poor before you lost your job, but now you're on the brink of, like, just losing everything.
1: Yep.
0: If if you were given an opportunity to get blankets and to get, I mean, there Desper- will be always... Desperate times,
1: right? Desperate yeah, times, there will
0: be measures. opportunistic people, but, you know, if you have to survive and you need things to survive then mm. if I was in that situation, I would go and take things as well.
1: Mm. Well, some people may not have a choice. I mean... Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's quite a, a
0: big issue around the world. I'm glad that it's happening, though. Um, it definitely needs, needs to be addressed.
1: Yeah. Let's just hope that there's real ongoing change that comes out of it. Mm, absolutely. And not just the
0: threat of military action, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, uh, a bit of a somber start. Uh, yeah. To the podcast, yeah. but uh, I still think that you know we've got a platform where we're talking to people, and and it's definitely something that needs to be spoken about, and not just sort of passed off and, yep. and not addressed anywhere.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, other than that, are you well?
1: I am, mate. Yep, yeah, very well. Sort of transitioning back to working from the office and mm-hmm. we we are skyping at the moment but uh, yes. it's really logistical challenges for us at the moment rather than is. isolation yeah but that's
0: okay we live in a world where we can we can do this which is nice
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but uh yeah no no things are good what about yourself
0: yeah, things are good. Uh, still working mostly from home and a little bit from the office. But, uh, you know, it's it's nice with um, a young child to be able to spend the time at home, which is, which is good. But, yeah. I mean, with all these restrictions being lifted from coronavirus, it's kind of pushing me out to get back into the community. So, um, but I'm going to take... I'm going to take them with me when when we do these things. So yeah, nice.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: it'll be nice. Um, I think I'm lucky in that respect that I get a chance to do that. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, shall we start talking about
1: avocados because we're doing that this week? Mate. Let yeah, let, yeah. let us discuss avocados. Can I just I, say personal experience? Oh yeah, sorry,
0: personal you go, you experience. Go. I only just started eating avocados probably two or three years ago.
1: I remember this because before Mm. that you were like, "Mm -mm, no
0: way. (laughs) I know. They were disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know why I thought they were so horrendous because my father, um, he – loves avocado and i remember distinctly from my childhood him eating whole avocados in the morning on you know toast or mm-hmm. uh, crack rice crackers and things like that and me not not just, you just didn't want to have a bar of it
1: yep yep hmm. uh as a child i absolutely hated avocado and i think <laughs> it was probably late teens or early 20s where i decided that it was amazing yeah yeah. Yeah. So something it's changed. It's such a my- flip.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? I think yep. that's one thing that I'm going to introduce early is avocado, mm. and try to get uh, my son to start eating avocados um, more because they're good things. You're gonna well, you're gonna
1: tell me more about how good they are, but yes, we'll, we'll find out just how good they are <laughs> if if they're good at all. Well.
0: Don't uh, don't drop any bombs on telling me that they're terrible. That wouldn't be David, very nice.
1: F- full disclosure for this this podcast, I was pretty excited to do this one. Yeah, good. Yeah, and that's it's, because it's, no, well, not because I'm I'm trying to grow one at home. It's mm-hmm. I, I don't know. just something about avocado that. I I just, I was excited to find out what I didn't know. And then I was excited when I found out what I didn't know. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Nice. Well, I've got lots of, lots of cool things to tell you about today as well. Can we start off with, I mean, we always start with our weird facts and weird and wonderful Mm. facts. Can we start off and I'm going to tell you one to start this off because um, I think this is for you. Because you're trying to grow your own avocado tree at the moment. Yeah. Did you know the single avocado tree can view up to, I mean, can produce up to 500 avocados per year?
1: I didn't know that. <laughs> 500 avocados a year. Well, that is amazing. And when I get mm. to growing, I'll talk more about uh, <laughs> What my chances are of getting avocados. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: You're growing a hearth, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I've I'm, I've sprouted two seeds. Yep. Um, and I've just got a third one that I'm going to try and sprout as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're talking about 1,500 avocados a year if you can get them
0: all going. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Very good. problem. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: all right. That's, well, that's that's one of right. mine. I've got heaps of them today. So what's your? So do I.
1: Okay, I'll start with this one. Did you know that the avocado used to be called the alligator pear? (laughs) Did you read this? Yes. Yeah, of course. I did the whole history. Oh, okay. It's such a great name though. So for those that didn't get it immediately, pear-shaped and the skin is like an alligator. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: (laughs) I've actually got more to that because there was a name before it was called the alligator pear, which... I will tell you about. Yeah, save it
1: for the history. 10
0: minutes or so. Okay, I got another one for you. You ready for this? Yep. Hopefully, I don't steal one of yours. But did you know that avocados mature um, on the tree? So, avocados mature on the tree, but they don't ripen until you take them off the tree.
1: Yeah, I had that for my growing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: I I've got it written down here that they can stay on the tree for as long as 18 months. Yeah. And yeah. Won't so
1: ripen. I'll, I'll I'll recover it in the growing, but it was actually on the yeah. storage side. So storage is actually mm. to leave it on the tree and only pick it when you want it to ripen. Yeah. How cool is that? I know, it's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe that you can leave them on there for 18 months. I know, it's such a good thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I, maybe that's the skin because it's so hard and Protects it from the environment, and yeah, and maybe. Pick it. You open the top. You open it to at the and top start and oxidizing it. it, it. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. Wow, crazy. Yeah. This one, I've got one, but it's more of a public service announcement than a fact. Okay. <laughs> Avocado skin is toxic to cats and dogs.
0: Oh yes, I did read this. That is yeah. a good to know for yeah. everyone.
1: Yeah, I, I I didn't know that. Oh, didn't you? Oh, there you go.
0: Um, All right. So here's another one for you. (laughs) This one's a cool one. I like this one. It's estimated that the Mexican drug cartels make $152 million a year from growing and selling avocados.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that. How cool is that? Uh, open up. I just, like, open up the car boot full of avocados. You're like, hey, you want, you want some avocado?
0: <laughs> well, mate, that's how they get them into. They fly shipments of it, like, uh, covered in, in coffee grounds, all the avocados yes. up to California so they can <laughs>
1: yeah. sell them off. Uh, yeah, $152 yeah. Million a year. That's yeah, pretty good. I mean, in the grand scheme of drug money, it's pocket change, but, Still,
0: that's it's a good, a uh,
1: reputable source. Is that how income. they wash their money? Or? Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to get too much into that just in case someone kind of tries to track us down for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay.
1: All right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you came across this one in your history, but, uh, and I did go into any detail, so don't ask me how it works, mm-hmm. but the, the conquistadors, so the old uh, Spanish yeah. sailors, they would use the seed of an avocado for ink. Yes. So are you going to go into more detail on that or not? I am going
0: to go into a little bit of detail on that, but I had that as one of my weird facts as well. (laughs) Nice.
1: Nice. I was telling telling Chris and she said, but how? And I went, don't ask. I didn't read. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, the avocado
0: seed produces a milky liquid that turns red when it's exposed to air.
1: Oh cool. Okay.
0: So that's why they use the seed ink. And it's still you know, some of those uh scrolls and things that they were writing back then are still preserved today.
1: There you go. It's pretty oh, that's cool.
0: cool. Yep. Uh okay, I got one more for you. Um yep. this is my last one. But right. on average, fifty-three point five million pounds of guacamole mm-hmm. are eaten every Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Which is
1: enough to cover a football field more than 20 feet deep. Uh, imagine them trying to play Super Bowl in the guac. <laughs> 20 feet thick of guac. <laughs> I love it. That'd be amazing.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so a good. lot for a Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Yeah, it's heaps. Yeah.
0: I, I find that that's fascinating. Heaps. <laughs> so much. Yeah like, you know, grab the tortillas, man, and make some guac.
1: It's I amazing. Love it. I love it. I love it. I'm actually
0: going to teach you how to make traditional guacamole today.
1: Oh, cool. Yep. So
0: That's going to be fun too. All
1: Have right. you got
0: any more facts for
1: me? Yeah, I've got three more. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hit me with it. <laughs> I, and I, again, I, I'm probably stealing some of your thunder with history, but I couldn't go past uh-huh. this one as a fact. <laughs> okay. The Aztecs used to call the avocado the aguacate, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that meant testicle, and it was used (laughs) as an aphrodisiac. (laughs) Yes, you are stealing a bit of my thunder,
0: (laughs) but that's okay. Uh, Yes. As a matter of fact, it was pronounced that, and (laughs) and that's what they used to call it, and they changed it. That's kind of where it went to alligator pear and... Um, ah, okay. Yep. And actually the Spanish called it something else um, yep. when, they, yeah, when they
1: kind of take it. Yeah, anyway, I'll get into that soon. Mm. Mm. Right. Now another one, I'm probably stealing your thunder again Oh, on this my one. gosh, man. Come on. But what this are you one, doing? This one blew my mind. And, and you probably knew this, but I didn't, right? So okay. avocado can be used as a butter replacement in just about mm-hmm. every muffin and cake recipe. Correct. I, I did not know that you could use it as a direct replacement for butter. Yeah. Uh, really good in pound cake. Yeah.
0: Um, I've got a recipe for pound cake that we're going to get into a little bit later on. Nice. Um, right. And I'm going to tell you some other ways that you can use it. But, yes, it is a butter replacement. Cool. All right. Because I it's Because it. uh, it's really kind of got like that subtle it's,
1: flavor it's, to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: It can kind of take on... You know, it just adds that creaminess and it takes on other flavours. So yep. it's yep. a really good thing to use instead of.
1: Cool. All right. Well, let's save that for cooking. I'll get through my last fact and we can, we can yeah. keep going because I know we've got heaps of stuff to cover. Yeah. Let me guess. Is it something about history? Some no, 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 <laughs> this no. One's, this one's cool and clearly you didn't come across it. Okay. There are celebrities in the U.S. that have avocado farms Mm -hmm. And I came across two very particular names of people that have avocado farms. Yes. Did you see these? I think I saw it, but I can't remember who it is. Tom Selleck? Yes. (laughs) And Jamie (laughs) Foxx. Amazing. (laughs) And I think Jamie Foxx bought, um, I think I got this the right way around, Jamie Foxx, the property that he bought, the avocado farm, used to be James Dean's. Oh, wow. There you
0: go. Yeah. That's crazy. That's really cool. I actually read about another celebrity. I can't remember who it was, but um, he now lives on his avocado plantation and he eats uh, three avocados a day. Cool. Yeah. Well, is, when you've
1: got 500 per tree.
0: Oh, man. Like, I would love to have yeah. an endless supply of avocado. Yeah, I would no. seriously eat it every single day. Like. Yeah. At least I could eat two avocados a day easily. Yeah, they delicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just love them, just plain with mm-hmm. a little bit of salt and pepper, and I'm yep. super Perfect. happy. Yep. A little bit, or maybe a little bit of chili on there. Bit of anyway, chili, Yeah, we're getting, we're <laughs> getting too much into cooking. Yep. Um, all right. Well, is that? Are we done with the facts? Yeah. Let's let's let's
1: do oh, some man. history.
0: I'm about to blow everyone's mind with the history of the avocado. Good, because I know nothing about it. Okay. So we are going way, 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 way back to the Cenozoic era. And would you know what period that is? So the Cenozoic era began about 65 million years ago and continues into the present. So it's the third documented era in the history of Earth. Um... Uh, so basically the current locations of the continents and modern-day inhabitants, including humans, are traced back to this period. Right. Um, even though it goes for 65 million years. it's
1: uh, So it's kind of like the modern world. Well, uh, the name As is actually derived
0: it. from the Greek phrase meaning recent life.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the reason I talk about the Cenozoic era is because Avocados were actually quite popular before humans came into the picture. Okay. Uh the prehistoric megafauna like mammoths and giant ground sloths um would gobble up the fruit and then this fruit and then travel long distances before you know popping out the seed from the from their bum um and thanks
1: thanks thanks for clarifying <laughs> where it <yes>. came out. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, and pooping out of the seed, um, and then allowing the trees to be spread that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that um, sort of system where they where they travelled it around and they pooped it out all over the things. It's it's why they look like they've survived um, over thirteen thousand years because you know and not vanishing with those mammals that actually were around back then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Tangent. Mm-hmm. Right. I was looking at that and I was like, megafauna, like the mammoths. I know what mammoths are and giant ground sloths. What is a giant ground sloth? Right. I had no idea what it was. So I had a quick look into it. So the species, one of the species of ground sloth is named after Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. (laughs) The future third president was really interested in fossils. Okay. And somebody sent him some bones that were found in a cave in West Virginia. Now, he, Jefferson thought that these bones were from like a large lion or a megalonyx. Um, But. After um, seeing uh, an engraving of a sloth skeleton, he realized that the fossil the fossil that he had was similar and his classification was wrong. So he later uh, credited uh, that discovery to an extinct sloth called, um, yeah, the giant brown sloths.
1: Wow, yeah. that's amazing.
0: almost oh, Jefferson. Man, How about this guy? N- hey. Man, I couldn't believe it when I... And I was just like, well, let's have a look at the giant ground sloss. And I was like, Thomas Jefferson, you goddamn Thomas Jefferson! He,
1: he was calling everything. you, mate. He was calling you.
0: Yeah. So he's a really cool guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Okay.
0: So Cenozoic era, and that's all fine. But scientists think um, that the first fruit kind of originated in Africa before making its way to North America and traveling down to South Central America. Um, which as far back as like sixteen thousand BC, um, mm. and there's a long history amongst the Coral and the Mukaya and the Maya people um, for this status that uh, for the for the avocado. So, um, I I couldn't find too much about you know it starting in Africa and making its way over. But what I could find is like how prevalent it is in. Uh, South America, and Mexican culture. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're saying uh, that it was discovered by the Mesoamericans. So, you know, avocados have long been part of the Mexican diet. Where archeologists, archeologists, mm. um, you know, found a bit of evidence that avocado consumption uh, goes back at least ten thousand years in Central Mexico. Um, okay where they were, like, gathering and eating wild avocados, Um, but then cultivation of avocados began about 5,000 years ago. Uh, And we're talking about tribes like the Incans, the Olmec, and the Maya that grew domesticated avocado trees, which is pretty cool. Um, So the avocado can actually be found as the name of the 14th month on the Maya calendar. Uh, it's also on uh, Pascal tombs in Chiapas and in Aztec paintings. Um, and there's a lot of linguistic clues that point to avocados as being really significant. So uh, there's a guy who said that the, the presence of a plant or animal in nature alone is not enough for it to be named. Uh, it's necessary for this. So, if it's necessary for society, oh my God, I can't even talk today.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if it's necessary for the society or human group to acknowledge the importance of the species, uh, then they will name it. So, okay. by them naming avocados, um, it showed how important it was
1: to their yeah. culture. Signified the importance. Yep. Yeah.
0: Correct. Now. Uh so let's let's go back now we're in about 500 BCs uh 500 BC um where humans are cultivating um the the avocado now as you sort of went on to this before so it was called the ayucato mm. um back in Mexico and Central America um so they were breeding this fruit to have more and more flesh. Um, so originally it had quite a large seed and not much flesh and they were breeding it to become a bit more fleshy and a little less of the, the pip. So the Ayukato was the Nahuatl name for testicle. So that's what you were talking about before. Mm -hmm. Um, so apparently the avocados used to grow in pears on the tree. Mm-hmm. And used to yeah. like a couple of uh big old dangleberries. Big old gonads. <laughs> um, and it was a nod to the you know, the supposed properties of an aphrodisiac, which is what you also kind of touched on. So uh so we've gone from the Cenozoic era, you know, where the prehistoric megafauna was eating it and and pooping it out all over the place. Then we see it's like, like very prevalent in um, Mesoamerica, so in the Maya and the Aztecs. And that goes back about 10,000 years and then 5,000 years where they were domesticating it and kind of growing it domestically. So now we're at 500 BC um, where, you know, they use that sort of as an aphrodisiac. And now we're jumping way forward into the 16th century. Wow. And this is yep. when Spanish explorers became the first Europeans to actually eat these avocados.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's a guy called Martin uh, Fernandez de Inciso, uh, about 1470. He was the first European to describe avocados um, before he started writing about them in his book, which was uh, published in 1519. Um, So it was really the Spanish who were intrigued not just by the biological diversity of the lands that they covered, but also the foods. So, um, again, there's an early explorer that found an avocado in what is now Colombia that wrote about its flesh like, uh, it's like butter and of a marvellous flavour, so good and pleasing to the palate, it is a marvellous thing.
1: Which uh, uh, I'm just thinking uh, if, if, if they had emojis, it would be the mind blown.
0: <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. And avocado has its own emoji now. I mean, it's, it's pretty True. big in society, right? That's how good it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, a, a thousand years from now, they'll be saying, the significance of a plant was denoted by the existence of an emoji. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and then people are going to be like what is an emoji don't we just
1: tele what? like
0: communicate telepathically
1: well they'd be like why what, what what why is the eggplant so important? <laughs> so prevalent <laughs> i look forward to doing that one day um
0: okay so Spanish invaders took the avocados. They sort of learned about the flavor profile and the potential medicinal applications, and then they wrote back to their royalty um, about this fruit. Um, So they talked about how the avocado was used in three different circumstances. So it was kind of used as a tribute um, by the indigenous people or the rulers. They were also used as money in commercial transactions, Um, and they also used avocados for animal feed or uh, remedy for bruises or split ends, Um, and as we mentioned before, even as stamps on fabric, so using the pit to actually stamp their fabric. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, As the Spaniards kind of travelled outwards and took it to other colonies, um, they took the avocado with them as what they usually do, um, and they kind of hit California in, around the 1850s, and you know, ended up making their way across the whole world by about 1998. So, I actually found that part quite um, quite intriguing. That you know, the avocado kind of only hit the whole world in '98.
1: Yeah, that that's that's just feels crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. So you know there's a lot of countries who didn't actually have the avocado but they but it goes back such a long time in history. I mean this is one of the oldest fruits we've spoken about mm. not in its form that it is today but we're talking about megafauna you know back in prehistoric times that you know well, the Cenozoic times that you know they were feeding on these particular fruits which is mm. amazing and you know, the rest of the world hadn't had it until 98, you know, yeah. although California had it in the 1850s, but we're talking about the whole world. Um, so we're going to talk about the Spanish calling the fruit something different. So the Spanish called the fruit aguacate, which I think is what you mentioned before. Yeah. Um, A-G-U-A-C-A-T-E. Yep. Yeah. So which was the corruption of the word Um, uh, by the Nahuatl people um, or in that language. So, but by the time, you know, the Spanish kind of took over, um, they had spread throughout Mexico into Central America. um, And then the Spanish kind of took them back over to Europe and started selling them over there, including England. Okay, we're in 1653 now. All right. So we're going to talk about the U.S. And, and the avocados hitting America in 1850 in a second. but So it's about 1653. Um, there, is, there was a Spanish padre named uh, Bernabe Cobo. He was the first European to name the three different types of avocados that were being consumed in those times, which was the Guatemalan, the Mexican and the West Indian. Okay, um, And it wasn't until 90, uh, 1696, which is about 40-something um, years later, uh, when an Irish nationalist um, by the name of Sir Hans Sloane who coined the word avocado.
1: Okay. So he's taken that from aguacate to avocado. So it
0: went from a- aguacado to yeah. aguacate to aguacate to avocado, and he also mentioned, uh, this in a plant catalog of Jamaican plants where he called it the alligator pear tree as well.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's where the name avocado came around. So 1696 is what we're talking about there. Um, so that's pretty much the history of avocados leading up until it coming into like America. Um, well, modern America the United States of what we get kind of know now. But we're going to talk a lot about the Haas avocado now,
1: which is arguably the most well-known variety in the whole world. Wow. Look, it, it's really the only one worth talking about, isn't it? Well, it's
0: really – this is a really interesting story um, about how the Haas avocado came into existence. Cool. So – in 1926, and this is according to legend and also, um, some texts at the University of California. Um, a Californian postman by the name of Rudolf Haas bought some avocado seedlings, um, and then he wanted to grow them on his property. So he started trying to graft existing, the existing, uh, avocado variety, um, with other types. Um, but then his tree actually bore no fruit. Um, uh, so where he tried to, uh, no, sorry. And he, so the tree started bearing no fruit and he was tempted to cut it down because it just wasn't having, but instead he just left it aside and let it grow unattended. Mm-hmm.
1: Right?
0: So it was the Huss children according to this particular story, who discovered that the tree had produced a fruit that they liked far better than the others, one with a rich and nutty and oily taste. And Hasenia apparently concurred. As I've heard the story, the kids brought the fruit into him and he was like, wow, this isn't too bad. (laughs) So at that particular time, the most well-known avocado in the world was the Huete which is strong in Spanish. So it was smooth, thin skinned and it was green. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the contrast here is that, you know, with Haas doing his experiment, um, it actually changed the look of the avocado, which Mm. we all know what the Haas avocado looks like today. It's a thick pebbly black skin. Mm. Um, But he decided that it wasn't really important what the outside looked like. It was more important what the inside was like. And that kind of changed avocado history. So it turns out that um, the Haas avocado had some other really big advantages over the Fuerte. So the trees grew really well. They grew vigorously, um, really easy to propagate. And they produced an enormous amount of fruit um, in only the second or third year. Which wow. I just want to stop here because I've always been led to believe that it takes about thirteen years before an avocado bears
1: fruit. Yeah. But, well, I'm going to cover that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's quite a quite a quite a broad window of okay. potential fruiting time. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So. In what he was doing, it was only the second or third year that it started um, producing lots of fruit. Um, You know, it had a really long harvest season. Um, And the most important part here was the house avocado actually had a thicker skin than what the Fuerte had. And there's also a couple of other popular varieties around that time called Picotons and Zutanos. but it just made it a lot better for them actually handling the fruit and shipping it long distances. Mm. Yeah. So, Hus, the smart fellow that he is, the postman, mm. he knows about patents, right? Mm-hmm. So, he painted and he patented, patented, patented. <laughs> Why can I not say that word?
1: <laughs> I'm useless at it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't. laughs>
0: patented. So, painted. Painted, <laughs> painted, oh, it. Mate. We need one uh, of those things where to cut you just, this can't and just say keep a repeating. <laughs> painted, painted, anyway. He did a patent he on patented. this particular tree. Stop it. <laughs> this tree, um, that bears his name in 1935. Okay, um, unfortunately, at that particular time, you know, doing patents on certain fruit trees was pretty much unheard of and not really effective so potential growers and you know prospective growers of these particular fruits would just purchase a hass variety and graft it with other trees and then they'd have essentially a hass avocado tree that they were they were growing and wouldn't have to worry about the patent mm. okay so while the name and fame kind of spread with the tree and hass um, you know, had his name all over it, he really didn't get any cash from the craze because people just kind of took advantage of it. Um, and I found this really interesting uh, quote from Charles Huss, which was the son, um, who said, for coming up with the greatest avocado in the world, my father's royalties totaled 4800 bucks over the life of the patent.
1: Wow. Yeah, he deserves so much more than that.
0: I know. Now we're talking about the widest variety of avocados in the world. In so the amount it, of yeah, would it ahead. be
1: safe to argue that you know you're looking at the spread of avocados taking a very long time, and mm-hmm. then the Haas avocado comes out, and now all of a sudden it's global.
0: Well, yes, it kind of it it uh, moved forward really quickly from there. I think the the change to the inside of the avocado made it, um, you know, in the way that, you know, well, I'm going to get into a bit of the marketing around this as well in a second, but, you know, it just made it a lot easier for people to actually consume these avocados. You didn't have to wait very long. It kind of like ripened really quickly. So it was kind of really good. So Mr. Haas Sr. passed away in 1952. Um, but obviously his creation of the Hus avocado is, like, going to way outlast him. Um, so genetically, all of the millions of avocado trees that are across the world now are all descending from that one mother tree that's remained on the Hus property until it was claimed by root rot disease in 2002. Oh man, what a shame. Yeah, what a shame. Like the one tree. It's all mm. come from this one tree, the Hass avocados. And I just found that amazing. Right? Yeah. Um so really really cool sort of story with Hass. So when this industry kind of expanded dramatically in the 1970s, Hass plantings were basically what everyone was doing. You know, that dark skin for the avocados became the the next best thing. So um, when the industry began ripening, you know, these avocados, you know, en masse um, believed that they were ready to eat product, it would sell a lot better. So avocados that ripen off the tree, not on it, which is what we talked about before. Mm. So, I mean, they used to use, uh, they used to put, you know, this fruit into a, a room at 68 degrees Fahrenheit, where they used ethylene gas to kind of spark that thing. We've spoken about yeah. ethylene gas many times before. Um, but you know, the best thing about these particular avocados, the Hus avocados was when they brought them to market, um, they didn't show off all the blemishes. They didn't show off all the handling damages like green skin avocados yeah. did. So, you know, that black skin kind of hid 90% of all the, the problems that were with the avocado. Um, Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about marketing now. So there's this guy called Tim Spann that came on uh, as the program director for the California Avocado Commission. And he sort of describes this, how the public was kind of brought on board to avocados, you know. Uh, An early marketing campaign of the commission was for the Right for Tonight program. That helped educate consumers outside of California about this new fruit and how to tell when it was ripe. So, you know, they would, they would, that was kind of done by talking about the built in ripeness indicator, you know, Mm -hmm. the black peel. And they would put stickers on the avocados that said ripe for tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that kind of effort just worked really well. Um yep. because, you know, traditionally they'd have to wait a while for these avocados to ripen. And mm. if you could go into a, a supermarket or go into a grocer or pick up one that you could eat that night, it just was kind of groundbreaking on that
1: yeah that part, right? Yeah. What, Sorry, I was just thinking about tonight? those stickers would go really well in a nightclub. Right <laughs> <laughs> for tonight. I know it's perfect, isn't it?
0: I want to put one on my jumper anyway. Okay. <laughs> so um Okay, so um, so we're going to move forward a little bit here. So um, they actually tried to bring out a green-skinned hus variety. All right. Bye. Yeah. Okay. So, and they actually succeeded with it in the 1980s and they had a green-skinned hus variety. Um, but the black skin was now like the only thing that people wanted so by the time they came out with this green skin husk variety, um, people were like, "What are you doing? Presenting us with a ripe green skin avocado? We don't even know what you mean."
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, and that was called the Gwen, by the way, okay. the oh, Gwen yeah. avocado. Yeah, um, I've heard
1: that name before.
0: Yeah, so they still um, they still grow the Gwen a lot of the time these days, but you know, it's mostly. Taken in local markets and people buy them there. Um, but California has a 300 million pounds per year avocado industry.
1: Man, um, California, we've got to find out what they uh-huh. produce because it's everything. Everything. <laughs> everything.
0: Yeah. It's basically the fruit bowl of the world. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, you know. Um, but of that 300 million pounds per year of avocados, it's pretty much entirely Hass avocados. 52. Um,
1: 52 million pounds of guac.
0: Mm, Correct. (laughs) Um, And it's the same in Mexico where Mm. the world's largest producer grows most of the avocados consumed in the US and ships more than 1.7 billion pounds north to the US each year. Um, So the industry in Mexico is actually so large that they're actually a bit concerned about deforestation impacts Mm. um, because they're actually a little bit worried about monoculture. So yeah. the Hass avocados replacing a lot of the wild avocado species, um, and they were saying that when they went down to Chiap- Chiapas in Mexico, one of the world's centres for avocado diversity, they had visions of seeing all these different types of avocados, and all they really saw were people cutting down wild avocados and planting Hass trees. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, there's kind of that. So, that's basically the history of the hus avocado. But, um, and we spoke about this before as well, you know, hus, the hus fruit uh, matures, you know, in America, the hus fruit matures in about April, uh, but then can hang on the tree and they don't have to harvest it until about September and October um, before they want to start getting it
1: out. Yeah, that's why hus exists in the shops for so long, you know, it's a real short window of when, when you, you can't get them, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I
0: mean, I had a quick look at, um, you know, the actual growth of the industry of avocados, you know, over mm-hmm. time and it's really skyrocketed over the last 10 years. It's yeah. kind of you know, this massive industry now, but, um, I, You know, I found something quite interesting about why consumers buy avocados and what the most uh, popular reasons were for people actually buying avocados. Mm. Um, And the top response coming from consumers was it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second one is contains good fats. Third is taste and texture. Um, And then there's like it gives you a break from everyday foods, uh, helps provide nutritious meals they just love avocados and that's kind of where it peters mm. off to other yep. things
1: but uh well if yeah. if people if people stopped buying avocados they'd be able to buy a house <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 those damn millennials
1: <laughs> no more I, smashed avo
0: yeah i find that statement even more ridiculous these days but um uh yeah so i mean that is the history of the avocados, the long history of the avocados.
1: Yep. Let's move on to nutrition because there is there's a lot to cover. <laughs> okay. But um, I will try and get through it as quick as I can. Um, I will not interrupt you. How about that? No, no. You go for it. If you if you've got something to say, definitely. So, avocado. I got something um, to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I don't know what the definition of superfood is, but I reckon avocado fits into the superfood category, right? Is it? It is amazing. <laughs> I, I actually, I was thinking about this, and we kind of briefly discussed it. But um, how much do you know about avocado? Is it just it's good fats? Like, is that what? Is that all you know? Uh,
0: I know it's really good fats, and I know that there's something about fiber as well. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah. that's what I know. It was the same for me.
1: Oh, avocado. Yeah, yeah it's it's full of really good fats. That, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's it. That's what everyone thinks, right? So yeah. uh, prepare to have your mind expanded. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna like run through the vitamins and minerals, and then talk about the the daily values that are, that are each of them. So vitamin K. Folate, vitamin C, potassium, vitamin B five, vitamin B six, vitamin E, plus trace amounts of magnesium, manganese, copper, iron, zinc, phosphorus, vitamin A, B one, B two, and B three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the the key ones: vitamin K, twenty six percent of your daily intake. Folate, twenty percent of your daily intake, and this is in a hundred grams. Okay. Um, potassium 14% of your daily intake b5 14% of your daily intake b6 13% of your daily intake and vitamin e is 10% of your daily intake so so right there i mean those numbers are huge and it's and they they're quite broad as well so you've got a good mm. range of b's your vitamin c folate vitamin k i mean and vitamin e you know it, like it's just it's crazy just reading that on its own without any of the other stuff that I'm about to cover is, is awesome. incredible. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So uh, the potassium content 14% okay. of your daily intake. Yes. That is actually more potassium than bananas. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's cool.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Avocado higher in potassium than bananas are, yet bananas are widely marketed for their potassium. Correct. So, when we get to bananas, We'll have to look into the marketing Mm. behind bananas and potassium. (laughs)
0: Absolutely,
1: we will. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But on the on the potassium side of things, you know, there's there's studies out there that show that uh, a a reasonably high potassium intake um, can help with lower blood pressure. So and the lower. Blood pressure is, um, and well, high blood pressure, I should say, is a major risk for um, heart attack, strokes, and kidney failure, and those sorts of things. So, really good for heart health, and also good um, to help with water retention as well. So, mm-hmm. um, potassium, potassium is a good one. Um, it kind of, uh, it's like, it's like, it's an electrolyte, like um, mm-hmm. sodium and calcium and other minerals like that. So, it it kind of helps regulate fluid balance. Um, muscle contractions and nerve signals, so good for nerve health and that sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. So potassium is a good one. Uh, let's move on to the, the the fat content in avocados. So seventy percent of the calories that you get from an avocado are from from the fat. Um, yeah. You know, fat is calorie dense, so you get nine calories per gram anyway. But uh, yeah, seventy percent of the calories are, are from fat, so it actually makes it one of the Fattiest foods in existence, or fattiest mm. plant foods, I should say, not not um, human produced food. Um, so, so in a hundred grams of avocado, is that
0: nine hundred, almost nine hundred calories?
1: No, 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 because it's not a
0: hundred percent. Fat. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. 750 700, uh, no, no, no. calories.
1: Yeah. Well, this is seventy-seven percent of the calories. I haven't actually listed what the total okay, calorie okay, okay. count for hundred yeah, grams is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, yeah, because you get some carbs and and there's fiber yeah. and those yeah, sorts be, be. of things as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so in the fat, there's a particular particular type of fat called um, ole- oleic acid, which mm-hmm. actually is the same the same fat that exists in olive oil. So avocado and olive oil share the same oleic acid. Uh, it's a monounsaturated fatty acid and uh, it has been associated with uh, reduced inflammation and also shown to have uh, beneficial effects on genes that are that have been linked with cancer. Yeah. Uh, so what this. This bit was particularly interesting, and, and I, I didn't know this, but the the fats in avocado are quite resistant to heat-induced oxidation. So what that means is that mm. avocado oil is actually a good choice to cook with. Yeah. And, and when I when I learnt this, I actually said it to Chris, and we <laughs> we now we now have avocado oil in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because it's actually
0: quite known that olive oil is not the best oil to cook with. It's
1: yeah. Well, you can, but you have to keep it at a low temperature. Yeah, that's you don't right. want your yeah. heat on high. But yeah, mm. so um, avocado oil is another option. I don't think it's as cheap as olive oil. Uh, no, but you know, it, options. But the mm-hmm. yeah. So the oxidation is that the 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 oleic acid or whatever it is is reacting to Oxygen and it's forming free radicals, and you know we've talked yeah. about free radicals in just about every yeah. podcast, and they yeah. are, they're quite harmful uh, yeah. if left to their own devices in the body. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So that was that was uh, super interesting. Um, now we talked about fiber before, so you you were saying mm-hmm. that when you think of avocado, you think good fats and fiber, mm-hmm. and and we have covered fiber a lot across. All yeah. of the podcast just about, but avocados good good source of fiber. Twenty five percent of the fiber in an avocado is soluble, and seventy five percent is insoluble. So soluble and insoluble both have um, impacts on the body. They both do different yeah. things. So soluble fiber is good for feeding uh, gut bacteria, and uh, so it's like your are prebiotic. Um, yeah. So good for good for um, healthy gut. The insoluble fiber is the fiber that passes through the body and helps kind of draw everything out and that's where we talked about where we talked about um, prunes and you know it mm-hmm. exists in broccoli and that sort of thing really good fiber helps bulk out your food and and helps helps with gut motility and mm. again, we talked about fiber in terms of weight loss and blood sugar level um, and all those sorts of things so it's really good for regulating insulin and blood sugar and Weight loss because it helps you feel fuller and you don't eat as much and those sorts of things. So you got that that um, benefit from the fibre. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Heart disease. We talked about this in a in a previous podcast, and it is one of, if not the biggest killer in the world at the moment, right? There was uh, eight studies that were conducted on people uh, where they they looked at the effects of avocado on on certain risk factors when it comes to heart disease. And they found that um, it could reduce total cholesterol levels, um, reduce blood triglycerides by up to 20%, lower LDL cholesterol by up to 22%, and increasing your HDL, which is your good cholesterol, uh, by up to 11%. 11%. Um, And they they also found that uh, people that were on low-fat vegetarian diets had significantly improved cholesterol profiles. Wow. Uh, so it's really, really high benefit for heart health, um, yeah. particularly those risk factors when it comes to 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 the heart. Yeah, um, and um, so I, this is a, something else that I came across that. I'd never even considered up to this point, and you and I haven't discussed it on any of our our podcasts yet. But we talk about all these nutrients and minerals that exist in all these plants, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about absorption. When I mean, we've talked uh, about we've talked about vitamin C and iron and how they yep. are synergistic and they help each other. Yes, um, but we haven't talked about how how we absorb food, right? Yes. So, do we absorb some? Do we do we absorb all of it? Do we not absorb any of it? You know, it's, it's good to say that all this stuff exists, but does it actually get absorbed in the body? Right? Yeah. There some of the nutrients that we talk about are fat soluble, like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K, which all exist in the avocado. Kind of makes sense, right? They need to be combined with fat in order to be used in the body. So, okay. again, makes sense that it's in. Um, in an yeah. avocado, uh, there are also some antioxidants like carotenoids and that sort of thing. But one, that, there was a study that was done on this, and it showed that adding avocado or avocado oil to salads or salsas, you know, those sorts of things, can increase the absorption of antioxidants in the body from two point six to fifteen times. What? Yeah, like it just
0: fifteen times.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What? I know, right? Oh my gosh, man. That's so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, not only are you getting, you know, all of this amazing nutritional benefit from the avocado, it Mm. actually complements everything else and helps you absorb all these nutrients from other foods. Oh my Um, gosh. So so cool. It just increases the value of whatever you're eating.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Be worthwhile dropping a bit of avocado oil into your smoothies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, especially wow. things that are high in antioxidants.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like blueberries and yeah, strawberries and all sorts of stuff. Wow, that's really cool, man. I like yeah, that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh
1: so I uh, I mean on the antioxidant topic, they are high in uh antioxidants themselves and mm-hmm. they've got these carotenoids, one's called lutein, which I think we've talked about before. Yeah. And the other one is uh zeaxanthin uh which okay. we haven't we haven't really discussed but both mm-hmm. lutein and zeaxanthin um super important for eye health okay and uh there's some studies that sh- uh, have showed that they're linked to reduced risks of cataracts and macular degeneration wow uh, so, yeah so you're getting good 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 dose of of these uh antioxidants in there so really beneficial for eye health um there have been some test tube studies and um I say this I say this loosely because they were just cell-based studies and haven't actually been done on 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 live humans just cells but yeah. there there has been some in vitro Yeah yeah uh <laughs> sh- basically showing the um preventing prostate cancer and lowering mm-hmm. the side effects of chemotherapy Oh wow uh, but again no no human based studies Yeah still it's-
0: I mean I, mean, I kind of see these things when they do these in vitro tests, so, so really it's somewhat of an indicator you know? yes
1: it may yeah. not be the the most um but, i mean at the end of the day, way to do it, but just you're, you you're there's there's no reason not to eat avocado unless there's a particular health reason that you can't eat it Yeah. Like, yeah. That's fantastic, man, I love that. Yeah, it is it is cool. Um there have been some studies on avocado and soybean oil, so the two of them together. Uh and they call them I I have no idea how to pronounce this word, unsapinifables. <laughs> Sapinifables. Sapenif- Super Saiyan. <laughs> Super Saiyan 2. Yep. Anyway, uh reduced reduce uh osteoarthritis. Or a oh, reduction wow, in cool. osteoarthritis. So you've got nice. um, you've got some some bone health or joint health going on there as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, uh, we're talking about I was talking about weight loss before, but uh, there there was a particular study that showed that people people who ate avocado with a meal felt twenty three percent more satisfied and had a twenty eight percent lower desire to eat over the next five hours compared to people who did not have avocado. I mean, wow. It, it I'm twenty-eight percent impressed with that stat. Sixty-two <laughs> percent of all stats are made up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Actually I think I heard that it was sixty-one percent, but go on. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, so um, high in fiber, low in carbs, because it's you know, it's yep. really it's really just fibre and fat and uh Really helps promote with weight loss uh, in in the context of a, a a healthy diet. But at the end of the day, if you if you look at all the stuff we covered, you know we've got heart health, we've got mm-hmm. eye health, we've got um, mm. um, blood sugar regulation, you know gut health. Uh, there there actually is also stuff that I I left out about. Yeah, um, using it for your hair. So you talked about split ends yes. earlier, but there are, you yeah. know, you can put avocado in your hair and because it's high in vitamin E and that sort of thing, also good for your skin. And, yeah. I mean, there's just so much going on for this plant or this fruit, yeah. I should say. Um, it is it is amazing. But that is a really quick summary of the <laughs> medicine and nutrition of the avocado.
0: That was cool, man. That was really cool. It just, uh, I'm really glad that I eat them. Yeah. You know, um, and if you don't eat them, maybe now's a good time to start.
1: Yeah. Just trust, you know, guac or uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, just do something with them. They're amazing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Just do something. Well, speaking of doing something
0: with them, shall we tackle some cooking and I can tell you what you can do with them?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to start this off a little bit different. I'm going to teach you how to tell when an avocado is ripe. Uh, Then I'm going to teach you how to pit an avocado. And then we're going to talk about lime or no lime.
1: Ooh, right? Contentious. I know. Nobody can say on this podcast we don't tackle the big issues. No.
0: (laughs) Correct. Real big issues. Okay. (laughs) So... There's some standard ways people use avocado in cooking uh, and then there's some non-standard ways. At, for the very beginning, guacamole is like the, the thing that you think about immediately when you start thinking avocado or avocado on toast as well as another very popular one. But, you know, if we're looking back at history and historic uses, guacamole was like a massive thing. Um, but before we get into guacamole and the traditional way to actually make guacamole, Um, we're going to talk about how to tell when an avocado is ripe. So uh, it kind of stands to say that you don't want ones that are over mushy. Um, But the best way to tell when an avocado is ripe is basically to use your thumb and you gently press on the top where the stem actually – do do you already know this one?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So basically you press where the stem is connected It's that little narrow end and the flesh should give a little bit. So just a small bit. If it doesn't give at all, it's not ripe enough. Um, But if it's if it gives too easily, it's way too ripe and it's not good for guac, Um, but you can make a good salsa with it. So don't don't throw it out if it's gone too far. Yeah, Mm. Um, pitting an avocado. So you've got to take the pit out, obviously. Um, most common method. And now I must say, this is a dangerous practice for a lot of people.
1: There I, are, I personally cannot see how it's dangerous if you do it correctly. Yeah. Okay. So the way it's dangerous is when you
0: – so Stat basically you, <laughs> so you you slice the avocado in half basically. So you're placing yeah, but, your knife but into long, the long ways – Long ways. Correct, long ways, yeah. and you basically, you know, make an incision that goes around the avocado lengthways and then you twist it to take the, and place it in half. And when you've got it in half, one side's going to have the pit in it and one side's not going to have the pit in it. Mm. The way people ruin themselves is basically when the pit, when they they grab a knife and they try to stick the knife underneath the pit. To try and dig it out. To, to dig it out. Exactly. <laughs> oh right. My God. And they <laughs> slip and push the knife right through the avocado and straight through their hand. Mm. Now, this is very common. I know. So, if you're listening to this, that is not how you get the pit out from an avocado. Yeah. Just stop right? it. <laughs> yeah. So, you twist it open. You're holding it on the side. You want to put the avocado in the palm of your hand with the pit facing out towards you. Then you get the knife and basically you give it a little tap with the blade of the knife so that it
1: inserts itself into the pit a little bit. Yeah. You want the cutting you know, edge of the knife to wedge into the pit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, like giving it a little
0: karate chop with your knife but really yeah. softly. Right, yep. and then as soon as your knife is in the pit, you just turn it a little bit. You twist know, it twist it like it a sideways. screwdriver. Yeah. Exactly, and then it will take the pit straight out. It'll pop straight out. Yep. Very, very simple. Uh, do not cut your hand. I can't stress this enough. Don't cut your hand doing this.
1: All right. Nobody um, wants a bloody huss. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, this is,
0: that's the part where avocados are actually bad for your health because you <laughs> bleed out, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, lime or no lime. Now, there's a lot of people that say you should never use lime in guacamole because it spoils the balance of flavors that you've already got in there. You mm-hmm. can add lime, but um, you know it's recommended that you do it sparingly so you can give it just a little bit of an acidic boost, but you know, you basically what you're trying to do is enhance the flavor, not overpower it with lime. Mm-hmm. Now I would opt for no lime. I think that it speaks volumes. If you do guacamole right, then you don't need to add lime to it. Mm-hmm. If you just mix avocado and chuck some um, tomatoes into it, then you may want to add a little bit of lime to give it a bit more buzz. Okay. But we're going to talk about the traditional way to make guacamole. Now, traditionally, they're made in the molecaje, molecaje, which is essentially like a pestle and mortar, but um, it's more of a traditional um, Mexican uh, dish. It's quite wide and a little bit more flat than what a pestle and mortar is. And, the you know, it's made out of stone. And the um, the mashing part is a stone as well. It's made out of the same material. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Have you seen those before? I'm I sure. have. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, this is the best way to actually make guac. Um, and essentially, what you're going to need for this is uh, serrano chilies. Um, Finely chopped white onion. Now, this is not brown onion, which we usually get at the supermarkets. White onion is the salad onions that you will be able to find at the supermarket as well. Go back and listen to the onions podcast. Correct, and you will find the right one to do. So essentially what you want to do is you put this finely diced onion, the serrano chili cilantro, which is coriander, and salt down the bottom of the... um, uh, mucache. Uh, and then you basically grind all of that into a paste um, mm-hmm. and and really just making sure that the ingredients release all the oils that are in them. And then you add in, you know, your avocado and then mash it, you know, just a little bit and mix it all around. Make sure there's still some chunky bits to it, but don't, like, smash it completely. And then you add the Roma tomatoes to the top of it at the end Add your tortilla chips because guac is only eaten with tortilla chips traditionally, mm. mm-hmm. um, and away you go, and
1: that is traditional guac. Boom. That is amazing. I actually Super did easy. not did not know the traditional recipe. Mm. Yeah. And it sounds – I think
0: I'm going to start making it like that because I've never made guac like that.
1: Yeah, me either. Yeah.
0: Um, because, you know, usually you just chuck red onion and – and a bit of tomato into it and then mix it all up and away you go, right? And it usually tastes nice, but, you know, the building of the layers of flavour by, mm-hmm. you know, grinding everything together and letting those oils be released, I think is something that I really want to try. Yep. Yeah, very cool. Okay, let's talk about different ways to use avo. Did you know that you can make avo fries? No, come on, really? Yeah, you can. And they were actually at Grilled a little while ago. You could buy avo fries to go oh, with your burger. I didn't know that. So you don't need a fryer or anything like that. You just slice up your avocado, you know, dip the slices in either a like a vegan egg mix or a plant milk or something and then roll them in breadcrumbs and then just bake them at 180 degrees until they get crispy and you've got mm. avocado chips. Wow. Now, that is a healthy form of chips. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced on I'm not it, going but, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the
0: old thing, like, do you have avocado on a pizza, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of avocado on a pizza, but I've had avocado fries before and they're actually surprisingly good.
1: Mm, so I would
0: urge you to give it a crack. Yeah, right. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not, not on board at all. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, did you know you can make chocolate mousse with avocado? Yes, I've had
1: I've had avocado chocolate mousse. Amazing! And what it did was, you think of it? Oh, delicious! Yeah, and yeah. really creamy and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Super I, did, I did get a little hint of the avocado flavor in it, which I thought was yeah. odd, but still, it was yeah, it was it was impressive.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that's when you use something that maybe is a little bit overripe with the avocado, Just then it's a strong, strong. flavor. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So, um, but then at the same time, you know, you want it to be really mushy when you're using it for these chocolate mousses as well. But basically the way to make um, chocolate mousse is to take, you know, avocado, one avocado, you know, um, a bit of melted dark chocolate, um, some maple syrup or agar-agar and a little bit of salt. And then you just process it in your food processor um, and it'll make mousse for you. That's that simple. Yeah. You know, if you want it to be a little bit more creamy and fluffy, you can add a little bit of coconut cream to it and and kind of fold that into the avocado and chocolate mixture um, and that'll give you uh, mousse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. It's re- you know, that's really a, simple.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that's a really easy way to make mousse. Do yeah. you yeah. yeah. and really healthy way as well. You know, we're talking dark chocolate and maple syrup, you know,
1: and avocado. That's and you know with with our newfound nutritional information we we (laughs) found that avocados increase the absorption of particularly antioxidants and that your your dark chocolate <laughs> you know what's going on. Uh, you can also turn your avocado
0: into brownies. So, essentially, the same way you can just use it in your recipe. Again, it's a butter replacement. So, yeah. if you just replace the butter that you're going to put into a brownie mixture with your avocado, you're going to get some really outstanding brownies. Um, You can also do it with cake. Again, you know, I saw a bunch of pound cakes that were made with avocado and not butter, which were amazing. Um, I did want to touch on a couple of really cool things with um, avocados as well. Okay, if you want to save your guacamole, all right, so you've already done it up and, you know, you want to chuck it back into the fridge because you're done eating it. If you keep the pit, and throw the pit back into your guac. It'll help it to stay fresh.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's and you cool. can
0: sprinkle a little bit of lemon juice on it as well. Yeah, I think I've, you probably know about the lemon juice one. It stops oxidization.
1: Yeah, I've done, I've done the lemon juice before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Um, you can also
0: use the pit as a homemade face mask because they mm. use it as an exfoliant. So you can blend the seed down with olive oil and banana and avocado and lemon juice, and it makes for a really good facial scrub. There you go. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also have avocado pits in your smoothie. We should do a facial session. <laughs> I, I would love to do that. There you are. Now, you, you're laughing about it, but I'm, I'm keen. Yeah, um, I knew you would be. Yeah, man, I've got old man face, so I need to do my dad face. Yeah, I'm looking at my son, and he's got this beautiful skin, and I feel all terrible all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so you can put your avocado pit in your smoothie. Now, this is something that you didn't touch on when you did nutrition was the avocado pit. So the avocado pit has some other nutrients like calcium, magnesium, and potassium. Mm -hmm. So it's actually really good to chuck into your smoothie to increase those, you know, different minerals that you're actually taking in. Um, You can also do it to make tea. So you can Mm -hmm. use avocado pit inside a tea infuser. So this is ways that you can use the pit as well. Um, And you can also make a mole sauce from the pit Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Mole, mole, mole.
0: Yeah. So mole is like a dark chocolatey kind of um mix that's traditional Mexican. So you can yep. use it in that um and whip it into that, which is really cool. Um and that's basically the best ways to cook with an avocado. Now I didn't touch on avocado on toast because it's,
1: it's avocado it right. on toast. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a given. So
0: yeah. Yeah. But uh Some of my favorite avocado combinations are avocado and chili, which plays into the guac side. That is Um, my
1: absolute favorite combination.
0: mm,
1: (laughs) It's the best. Even
0: like a little drizzle of chili oil over the top of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mercy. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. So, look, have you got a very – is there any favorite
1: dishes that you have for avocado? uh no not outside of the standard mexican style dishes yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i still am very wary of cooked avocado um i <laughs> uh, i was talking to someone about grilling them yeah like, yeah i like i don't know uh, i'm not i'm not 100% just doesn't I'm feel i'm going right. to
0: make you some avocado chips
1: and yeah then we're going okay you it. can make them yeah all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Thanks. Yeah, man. you walked into that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did. Um, all right. Well, that is the new the hist the, uh, the cooking. <laughs> the history. I went to say nutrition, then I went to say history. And I was like, there neither of those is what I just spoke about. So that is the cooking of the avocado.
1: Shall we move on to how to grow the avocado?
0: I'm ready for this because I want to know if you're on the
1: right track. (laughs) Okay. So let's start with I am trying and I say trying, I am trying to (laughs) sprout my own avocado seeds and anyone who has ever considered growing avocado has looked at the million YouTube videos about sprouting (laughs) avocado seeds and, Hey, I thought it'd be a cool idea. So, um,
0: <laughs> I, I sense this is moving in a direction like you've just wasted
1: your time. Uh it, it potentially a waste of time, but okay. I don't I don't know. Um okay. we'll let we'll go from that because, you know, we're mm. going from seed. So, you you've got this massive avocado pit and I I thought wouldn't it be amazing to have my own avocado tree? So, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to Google how to sprout the seed, and then yeah. you get all these you get all these cool videos where people have done time lapses of their seed sprouting and blah blah blah. Anyway, so when you look at sprouting a seed, you you um, grab some toothpicks and put it into the seed. You got to make sure it's the right way up, so it's the the seed is is one end will kind of go to a point, and the other end's got a little bit flat. Well, the flat side's the bottom, and the point's the top. So. You put your toothpicks in, you sit it in water, so the water covers about three quarters of the way up Mm -hmm. and the the bottom or flat side is soaked under water. When you look online, it says about four to eight weeks to sprout. Mm -hmm. And it'll what it'll do is a little root will a little tap root will come out through the bottom and that'll that'll come out and then eventually you'll get the sprout up at the top. And now I've sent you photos, you've seen mine, it started to sprout. Mm. But that I'm like I didn't I didn't log it, but I'm I I'm three to four months down the track now. So mine did not sprout in four to eight weeks. Okay. So my my first caution to anyone that's thinking about doing it (laughs) is, one, have patience, and two, if you think it's not going to sprout, just wait a little bit longer because it's probably going to. (laughs) I've actually thrown out three seeds because they didn't sprout, and I'm thinking now that if I had waited, they probably would have. I just didn't wait long enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did read somewhere that the the cooler temperature means that the whole process slows down. So if it was okay. in the warmth, it probably would uh, sprout a bit quicker. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you've got this. You've got the seed that's in the water. You've got sprout coming out of the top and the, the, the tap root down the bottom. You kind of wait till it gets to about six to seven inches tall, or about I don't know what, fifteen centimeters roughly. Okay. And I read, I read on a couple of places that when it gets to that height, you actually trim, it, trim half of it off, and that oh. encourages it to kind of reshoot. Now, for, yeah. the, for me, the thought of doing that is <laughs> I don't know if I can. i waited so long. <laughs> no, this is wrong. <laughs> but it's supposed to re- encourage it to grow a bit better. Yeah. I mean, that's Um, the same
0: as when we spoke about oranges, you know, in the second year when it starts bearing fruit, you're supposed to take all the fruit off of it and throw it away because you want to encourage it to make bigger fruit. Yeah. You know, so it's essentially the same thing.
1: Uh, Yeah, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to do it. You're really attached, aren't you, mate? Uh, it's, it's, It's fun to watch something grow. Conflict of That's interest here. Anyway, so go I've on. I've got, I mean, I've got two seeds, and one of them has sprouted out the top, and the other one has not sprouted out the top, but has um, has actually two tap roots that have gone down the bottom. So I'm waiting. I, I did. I I started it um, a few weeks after the first one, so it is behind it, but it seems to be way well, behind where it should cute. be. I don't know if it's okay. gonna. I don't know if it's gonna grow out the top or not. Yeah okay, yeah. Um, so we we talked about we talked earlier about um, the the trees. Uh, was it the hush trees or someone had trees that were fruiting within two or three years? Yeah, uh, that's nice. yeah. yeah, the hush tree. So it, the time frame varies, and it depends on climate and the, the variety, and you know all sorts of conditions and variables. But uh, an avocado tree will produce fruit anywhere between three and 15 years, even more. So you could have a tree sit for 20 years without fruit and then all of a sudden it fruits, which is exactly what um, Rudolph hasses did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you might sit on a tree for five, six, seven years, have no fruit, and then all of a sudden it fruits. So, you know, you you might move and never see fruit. (laughs) Oh, my god but to make what it what a pain <laughs> to make it to make things just that little bit more interesting like i've said before with other things particularly citrus trees yeah. there's no guarantee that the tree the tree that i grow will fruit oh, so man. to help to help with that the idea is that you should have at least two trees so they can pollinate each other and okay. one one kind of well that you can have like a male and female, so one won't fruit and one will and that sort of thing. But uh okay. ideally you'd have more than one tree. Okay. Yeah. Now the the trees themselves, if left unattended, can grow quite large. So you can go up to ten or fifteen meters by ten meters. So Oh wow. We're talking big trees. Yeah. That's very big. By yeah. ten meters. Yeah. That's it's huge, man. Yeah, yeah. It's massive, right? So, in the context of the home backyard person, um, they need to consider where they're going to plant them, and then how they're going to manage the tree. Because you can prune it and keep it keep it small, mm. but you have to stay on top of it. Because if you let it go, it's going to get out of control. And if you've got two trees, you're you know, it's yeah. well out of control. So you really yeah. need to stay on top of the pruning. And pr- pruning, obviously good for good for the tree but it keeps all the fruit within reach as well so you want to keep mm. it keep it where you can kind of pick the fruit yeah um and we we talked about this before but uh the fruit doesn't ripen until it's picked this is particularly the hass and i found this amazing so you just mm. leave it on the tree the tree does all the work for you and mm. you're ready to go oh, just going you know just keep rotating avocados through but um how good is that just, it's just you amazing. You basically have like a
0: like a supply for the entire year because you can just leave it on the tree.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's fab. It's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But um, so back back to the let's call them the um, the little saplings now, where you've you've got these these sprouted seed, um, and you're ready. You need to plant it, so you can mm-hmm. plant them in a little pot of a pot of soil. Um, the soil shouldn't cover the, the seed fully so the top of the seed should be poking out but you'll have a little a little sapling sticking out and you can leave it in the pot. You can increase the pot size. Uh, if you're in a cool climate, uh, the young trees really don't like the cold, anything under about 10 degrees. So mm-hmm. ideally you would move it inside in mm-hmm. winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can move it out during the day so it gets lots of sunlight because it absolutely loves the sunlight but uh, you want to bring it in out of the cold. Um, yeah, wow. okay. and keep going until the trees sort of a bit more developed and look, you probably could keep it in a, a decent sized pot, but you'd get to the point where you can't move it anymore and you just keep it trained down to a small tree and, mm. and grow that way. But, um, they do like warmer, warmer climates and, yep. uh, lots of sunshine. So it can, it, it it's going to be difficult for me in Melbourne where, you know, we, we live in a cool climate, but, uh, mm. We'll see how we go. the 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 Haas variety particularly is more hardy in the cooler the cooler climate. So the chances are better with the the variety. Uh, one of the one of the key things is is that um, if you're going to grow your own, you're not going to get fruit that's the same as what you get at the shops. It's just not going to happen. Even though you're using a seed from that, it's mm-hmm. just not going to be the same because the fruit trees that are commercially grown are all grafted, and they've grafted with other trees to get that very particular fruit. So unless yeah. I grew a tree and then grafted it with another one, I'm really not going to get the same fruit. So you, you're never going to okay. get what you've got at the supermarket unless you know yeah, what okay. you're doing. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's just, I guess it's a labor of love, and I mm. really don't, I don't know if I'm going to get an avocado at the end of it, but it's a fun process. Um, but you know, if you do get a tree, hey. It could be a tree for the kids to play in one day. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully one day
0: the Ackerman children come (laughs) running into the house and go, Daddy, we got some house avocados.
1: (laughs) We've got some Ackerman avocados. (laughs) It'll be legend. Yeah. 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 But look, I mean, the takeaway with growing avocados is it's a lot of effort. So do you really need to grow one? Uh, You're probably not going to get the same fruit, so... You know, yeah. maybe maybe this is one that's best left to the professionals.
0: Can you Unless buy you... avocado trees?
1: You should be able to get it from good nurseries, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that would be a better way to go.
0: Probably, yeah. Is to actually buy a tree because when you weigh up the costs, like, so if you can produce 500 avocados from a tree per year, Mm. you know, and you dial that back to say they're three bucks each. Three bucks
1: in avocado. Yeah. Yeah. Like $1, so $1, you basically, yeah.
0: yeah. So if you spend anything less than $1,500 for an avocado tree that's going to give you 500 a year, you're essentially saving money because, mm. you know, when you talk about 500 avocados a year, you're probably talking about one a day, a bit over one a day, one and a half a day. Oh, I could handle yeah. eating one and a half avocados
1: a day. Yeah, we we would easily go through that. Yeah.
0: Mm. So I think that it's actually a worthwhile investment if you're wanting to do it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and you've got the space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Space I'm gonna look bigger. into that.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Can um, I grow an avocado tree in your yard?
1: <laughs> well, I I have full intentions of it planning. At least one not, of the ones I've got.
0: I'm not waiting for your stupid seeds to grow in fifteen years, mate. That's
1: gone really Sorry. well, mate. I have to send yeah. you another photo. I'll send you another photo. It's, it's gone bananas at the moment. Yeah, I want the, no. Well, it's not gone bananas. It's going, yeah. it's going. It's going. It's going hus at the moment. Yeah, it's gone potassium. <laughs> um,
0: there was awesome. one more
1: thing I wanted to talk about with storage. So you mm. talked about you talked about using the pit. Uh, to keep your guac fresh, and yes. also lemon that you can put yes. in, will we say guac or just just some smashed avocado or whatever can help. Mm-hmm. Lemon lemon is a known preservative. Uh, but one thing you and I have discussed, and this was many months ago now, but uh, the half of avocado you got left when you mm. you cut your ABO and you use half on some toast or whatever, and you got the other half left. Mm-hmm. We all know that it goes black and gross, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what you do with it, you can't get that avocado saver things that they sell you at the supermarket. But it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just a waste of your money. You don't need to, you don't no. need to buy that stuff. Um, just a little bit of olive oil or avocado oil or any sort of oil. Put a bit on your finger and just rub it over the exposed flesh. And what that does is create a protective barrier between the, the flesh and the air. Yeah, wow. And that will stop your avocado from oxidizing because that's what it's doing and going black and mushy. And you get a couple of days out of that and it will stay green and beautiful. That's cool. Yeah, I've done it and I regularly do it and it works every time. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Nice.
0: I like that. Mm. Um, do you have any tips on making them ripe quicker?
1: Um, Nothing outside of the ordinary when it comes to ripening fruits and vegetables. They're a bit like Mm -hmm. um, bananas or that sort of thing where actually banana would help but just put them in a brown paper bag with with a banana or something else and they will ripen faster, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think bananas are well known for their ripening abilities and the gas that they produce from the skin um, Mm -hmm. to actually help vegetables and fruits ripen quicker yeah
1: Yeah, so if you can put them in an enclosed space with a banana it'll Mm. speed it up amazing Mm. i always (laughs) buy when i go to the shops i always buy two and i'll buy Mm. one if i can i'll buy one that's ready to eat now and one that's um yeah one that's going to ripen ripen up yeah
0: yeah yeah i hate going to the supermarket though and just seeing that they're all hard Oh, so they're so like frustrating. <laughs> I want those stickers, man, ripe for tonight.
1: Yep. Bring it A- back. Actually, I I don't know about you, but during the coronavirus thing, I've found it really difficult to pick ripe, ripe avocados because I've gone out of my way to not touch every avocado. Yep. <laughs> so I found myself standing there looking at them going, like challenging myself. To mm-hmm. find the ripest one on the first try. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> Why don't you just use your elbow to touch yeah, the top of it? Good on you. It's fleshy. It's all the same. Yeah. No. It's not all the same. Yeah. It uh. is because somebody else would have touched it and then you'll get the their crap on your elbow and then you get in that's the car enough. and you touch the arm yeah. seat and then it's like it's all the same wow. at the end of the day. Wow. Someone's yep. paranoid. Anyway, yeah. so... <laughs> Oh, well, it's spread it's spread by 5G, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's right.
0: You know, I read a really funny story about 5G, real quick tangent, but there was a guy who was selling 5G protectors. Nice. Like a little yeah. USB dongle that you put into your computer and it basically yeah. blocks the 5G around you.
1: Yeah.
0: And he was selling them for 350 bucks each. Ooh-wee. Yeah. So it turns out, though, that they were just six-dollar little USB thumb drives that he was selling to people, calling them 5 G protectors." Nice. <laughs> so he uh, had a, a quick fortune on crafty some crafty little drives. bugger. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. Just playing on people's uh, fears, I think. But uh, anyway, quite funny. Yeah. Um, well, mate, great episode. Yeah, it was a good one. I enjoyed that. Good old the the good old avocado hmm Um delicious. Really good. One. Really good. And I want to go and eat one right now, but I don't have any here. But Aguacate. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um Going, quite amazing. Yourself,
1: why don't you go get yourself some testicles, mate? <laughs> wow. Aguacate. <laughs> Is that what we've come to, has
0: it? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, this is the final episode of <laughs> Two Guys, One Plan Podcast. <clears throat> um, no, but that was really good, mate. I really enjoyed that. Thank you again for uh, for going on that journey down the avocado with us. Um, we have some big stuff happening over the next couple of weeks, don't we?
1: Yeah, Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah.
0: Our first guests are coming up. Um, where we're going to be talking about spirulina with someone mm. uh, really really cool uh, we're also going to be talking cacao with a cacao developer and nutritionist which is really yeah. really fun cool. as well yeah um, we're also going to be doing coconuts with uh, with someone who produces some really amazing coconut products which is a byproduct of of some um, you know, regular manufacturing with coconut. So we'll be covering off nutrition and we're actually going to be looking at it from a different perspective and looking at it from a commercialization of a product.
1: I was going to say, is that that going to be our first plant that has a secondary use Mm -hmm. for something other than the edible part? Yes, it is, but it's
0: not going to be the last one. Because when we touch on mushrooms, we're going to be talking about mushroom leather. When we talk about pineapples, Mm -hmm. we're going to be Mm -hmm. talking about pinatex, which is pineapple leather. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's lots of things coming up. It's going to be really fun. Um, So stay tuned and you will hear our first guest uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, which is fun. Um, So, yes, but thank you again for listening. Um, I don't think Tim and I can thank thank you. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Mm yeah well okay yeah thank you but uh we're nothing without the audience mate no no otherwise it'd just be you and me and that'd be boring well i'm okay with that to be honest (laughs) so if you're listening we don't need you uh (laughs) snap (laughs) we're happy just talking to each other i'm i'm happy us just talking to each other tim's not but that's
1: okay The whole premise of this podcast was you and I talking to each other.
0: (laughs) That is correct. How self-centered of us. Jeez. (laughs) We're very self-involved. Anyway, um, look, on that note, thank you all for listening. You can find us on the Instagram account, which we've been putting up some content this week, which is fantastic, a little bit about the oranges. You showed your picture of Captain Captain Citrus. (laughs) <laughs> oh what so a good. champion he was, was really picked good. up by marvel That was oh, that's so cool um yeah. so you will see some information up there about avocados this week we're going to show you on the instagram stories how to pit an avocado so you'll be able to see that there as well a little bit of tidbits of of knowledge um, we may even show you how we make those avocado chips and I'll give them to Tim so we can actually try them live wouldn't that be fun um, but definitely subscribe there subscribe to everywhere else where we've got the um, where the podcast is being played um, thank you thank you Tim and uh, until next week do yourself a favor and eat some more plants we you to take up